0: Good morning, my friends. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study, and I'm so glad that you are here today. Woo! Praise God. God's Word is going to do some amazing things for your life, and we're going to begin today in Psalm 46, and let's open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, as we are jumping into your Word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would bring illumination understanding, so that we can get close to you and experience your best for our lives. Now, we thank you, Father, uh, for all that this entails. In Jesus' name, we pray. Together, we all agree and say amen. Praise the Lord. Well, my friends, we are moving on on our 21-day fast. By the way, for those of you that need a little fasting support and help, here's a book I wrote called Fasting and Prayer it will really encourage you on your journey. Now, if you need it quick, you can uh, download it as an ebook. If you uh, Let's say you, like you have an iPhone or an iPad. All you have to do is go to iBooks and search Fasting and Prayer, Stephen Brooks, and boom, pulls it right up. And you can download it right there. Then you've got it instantly on your phone or your or you know, your reading device. Or if you say like you're an Android person or you want to grab it some other way, you know, this is also available on Kindle as an ebook. And that you know, I do like ebooks. Now, my I, I prefer a physical book, but when you want it fast, and sometimes when you need it fast, there's the ebook format. It's hard to be, praise God, this book will really help transform your life into uh a life where you can you can get in that flow, whoo, that flow of the spirit, and this book will help you. Praise God. Uh, avail yourself to this. Come on. The scripture says, "By wisdom, by wisdom." Go online, buy this book for the fact that it will help you, especially for those of you that are fasting. Now, let me say this: I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime what is going on right now in this month of January with believers around the world and in America that are tying into prayer and fasting, I have never seen anything like it before. And even with our ministry and those that follow us on the various platforms that we are on, there are people from all over the world uh, that are connecting. And I tell you what, that is because of the heavyweight emphasis that God is putting on this year and the incredible promises hanging over it. So I know that there are many that take their destiny very serious, and they, they're picking up on the magnitude of this year, and it's gonna be a hard year for the world. But I tell you what, for God's people, it has already been pre-orchestrated to be heaven's best for you. And uh, so you want to be empowered, you wanna be charged up spiritually, and no better way to do that or to uh, set the cement for the year going forward uh, as through a time of prayer and fasting. Now, we're on a 21-day liquid fast. I've got hot water here with me because it's very cold outside and the heat feels good, and uh, we're, we're drinking liquid. So whatever makes you happy, whether it's uh, apple juice or, or, or vegetable juice or whatever it might be, Just keep on drinking it down. Praise God. Now, for me, uh, my wife and I, we started a few days early. The official fast started on January 1, and it goes through the 21st. And we started a few days early. So, for me, this is day number 14, moving along by God's grace on juice. Praise God. And a good coffee. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah glory. So my friends, if you are fasting, let me hear from you. Let me know. I've been getting the emails in from around the world. Uh, Email me at contact at stephenbrooks.org and say, Pastor Stephen, I'm on board. Praise God. If you're watching on YouTube, just put it in the notes or send me an email. And I'm I'm praying for you. And uh, I'm praying that uh, if you're not doing the 21 day liquid fast, that you would be doing something. Mm -mm. Praise God, because there's a lot riding on this year. Woo! Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, I want to talk today about God encounters through uh, prayer and fasting. All right? So let's jump into it. We're going to begin in Psalm 46. Woo! Praise God. And verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Yes, praise God. God's about to do some things that are a great exaltation of His name, His glory, His fame all around the world, and also here in our nation, which needs a great touch of God's Spirit. It's coming unlike anything we've ever seen before. Praise the Lord. So let me say this. The Scripture says, Be still. So knowing God, or what I would call real, revelatory knowledge of God, that stuff that you can just get out of a textbook, but I'm talking like one-on-one things you learn with God, that actually comes out of stillness. And you really, really need that. Knowing God in the deeper walk can only be achieved through times of stillness. And that is what is so good about prayer coupled with fasting is that it helps you to arrive Eventually, not, not always within the first day, but eventually you'll kind of skate into this place of what I would call soul stillness. It's like being on a lake. You know, I've been on the Sea of Galilee when it, was, when it is so calm that it, it's almost like glass. And I've driven by it other times when the waves were over three feet and getting higher uh, by the moment as that Northeaster would blow in and just whip all the waves up. But I tell you what, when you pray and fast, you will come into a place of stillness within your soul where you can begin to hear God talk. Woo! Praise God. He'll tell you about his plans for your life And if it's, let's say, like you're in ministry, he can give you insight into what he's doing, uh, not only in the nation, but even around the world or places that would pertain to your heart and to your calling. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So there are what I would call disruptors that uh, would try to compete with the stillness and quietness that are essential to get on the frequency where you're calm and now you can begin to uh, just enjoy the Lord's presence and hear him talk. There are many things that would be disruptive. And while we thank God for social media, there's also a place within social media where you have millions and millions of voices that are all speaking at the same time. And so what you could end up with is really cool content, really neat information, maybe like how to make the best apple pie, or, you know, um, all kinds of science questions answered, history questions uh, answered. Everything under the sun is there, and it's it's a lot of knowledge. It's a lot of information, and all that's good. Here's the only problem with that. While it, it is very enjoyable to know certain things, you're still left without having God talked to you. Woo, praise God. Praise God. And that's what's very interesting. There is no substitute for stillness. and you have people there are constantly send, sending out tweets of what this minister said, that minister said, that's fine. That, that that's okay. But what can happen is you can fall like into like a busyness where you're so busy saying what everybody is saying that you yourself, you're not hearing from God. Wow. So prayer and fasting just help you to slow down, and uh, get into that place where there is soul stillness, and you really are yearning for God to talk to you about your life, about your children, about your destiny, about your career, mm, about the next level that he wants to take you to, praise the Lord. Mm -mm. You know, you cannot live, somebody needs to hear this, you cannot live off of someone else's manna. The children of Israel had to gather their own manna. You cannot hijack what God told somebody else and say, well, I'll just I'll just claim that too. You know what? It doesn't work like that. And it, it'll end up in cycles where long periods go by and then nothing ever really happens. And then a little bit of a boredom sets in and you know what they do? Oh, I'll go grab another word then and they just disregard the other one because it never happened, uh, because it was never said to them. So they go around, grab another one, grab another one, and before you know it, um, wow, uh, you know, it's like water under the bridge and you've lost time. But you know what? When you get still, God, now listen to me. I'm talking today about personal encounters with God through prayer and fasting. God's going to talk to many of you. Why? Because you are positioning yourself yourself to get quiet, mm, one of the hardest things to do in the Western world. <laughs> oh, not that it's easy in Africa. They're cell phone crazy, just like anybody else is. Or, you know, I, I think, I, I think the statistics are that over ninety percent of the people in the world have cell phones. That includes all what we would call undeveloped nations that maybe don't have, you know, modern skyscrapers or this or that or the other. But I'll tell you one thing, they've all got cell phones. They may not be iPhones, the latest model or the latest Android or whatever, but they've all got, they've all got cell phones. So as believers, you got to push through all of that stuff. And it's, it's a interesting uh, way of saying it, but you have to fight almost to get quiet. Woo. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Especially when you're fasting, because your flesh nature will be agitated. It'll it'll be agitated. It's not getting fed. Now that will quiet down after about five days. That begins to take uh, quiet down. Right now, for me, this is day fourteen. Honestly, I'm not hungry. I the only thing I miss is in my soul, the memory and the sensation of texture and flavor and stuff like that. I still recall all of that. And so my soul misses that, but physically, no, I'm not hungry right now at all. That's because your body gets into that mode and everything gets calm. Now, a lot of Christians say, Pastor Stephen, I don't, I don't have the ability to fast, but uh, unless you have a medical condition that exempts you from fasting, or you're real, real old, let's say like you're 96, um, there is some type of fasting I'm sure that you can do. But if you're the average American, uh, it's you can you can find out real quick. All you have to do is stand on the scale and look down to see your weight. And if you look down and you can't see the scale because of your tummy then you've got plenty of reserves that that will carry you through probably way beyond, way beyond 21 days, maybe, maybe even beyond 40 days. (laughs) Pastor Stephen, how dare you talk about me? (laughs) Okay. So you can see me, but I can't see you, but you know what I'm talking about? There should be some level of fasting that you are engaging in because God is going to be talking And I tell you what, there are God encounters that will take place. Mm -mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, let's look at this in the book of Acts, chapter 13. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. There There must have been something about the title of the message that attracted you. Uh, I do know the subject of fasting can sometimes scare some believers away. If I did a message on feasting, or if I did a message on, uh, today we're going to talk about how to have the best barbecue rib recipe, I I could. I could have a video go viral on me, but the fact that you're watching does indicate that there's something in your heart that really does want to get close to God. Mm -mm. Well, look at these men. They certainly did. chapter 13, verse 1. Now, in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Now, some were prophets, and they could also teach. Some maybe just had a prophetic ministry. Not, not all prophets are teachers. But I will say this, if you're a pastor Uh, You cannot be a pastor without also being the teacher. So uh, here we have prophets and teachers and some would of course be prophets and teachers. I believe Saul was. So we have Barnabas and we have Simeon who was called Niger from Nigeria. Okay. Uh, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. So Again, fasting helps you to slow down and begin to position yourself to hear from God. The Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. I love reading this because it's very different from the way many uh, modern-day churches operate, where when there is a need to make decisions, then uh, it's time to call the executive committee. So the pastor and maybe the executive board, they all get together, but there's no prayer. It's all intellectual. And it's like, they're a bunch of uh, frozen human popsicles. They're making uh, just like analytical decisions. There's, there's no God involvement. There is no, well, the spirit just said to do this there. It's just like non-existent. And that's why when I read the Bible, I get, very excited because when you read the Bible, you see that God talks to his people. You see that God can say, do this, send these two out or whatever the case might be. And you're not left with like a a cold, sterile, dead form of religion. You know, one of the worst things a preacher can ever have going on in their life is walking up to a cold pulpit walking up to a pulpit. You have not prepared. You have not been in prayer. You're just maybe giving like a little talk, like a theological, uh, you know, mental stimulant for the people and there's no life in it. Oh, it's one of the most awful things that a minister could ever get stuck in. Mm -hmm. Praise God. And that of course is going to affect the people. You know, uh, I have a minister friend and we were talking and uh, he described his experience of growing up in church as a young uh, boy. Uh, As a teenager, he described going to church as going to the eternal hour. (laughs) It It only lasted an hour, but it was so, to him, agonizing long and ultimately boring. I said, well, brother, I said, maybe you belong to the uh, same group I was in. I Because in the in the church that I was raised in, it was not uncommon at all to see people fall asleep in church. Even the elders, sometimes sitting on the first and second row, some of them would fall asleep. And one time, I was in one church uh, that uh, had about, oh, maybe about 2,000 people in it, but it was still very just, uh, ultra mild messages, almost designed to put you to sleep, had no bite, no challenge, almost like shaving with a banana peel. Uh, it's just not working. And one of the elders fell asleep and was even snoring on the on the front pew. Mm-mm. And the pastor just, you know, uh, slogged, uh, kind of slogged through it like walking through mud. Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, but you know what? God, God's going to light you on fire. God's going to talk to you. And that's why when you walk with God, the fire's there. And the Bible, it's not just like, oh, that stuff happened back in Bible days. I mean, it's going on with you. God's talking to you. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted, oh, so they fasted some more. Yes. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. There you go. Now you've got these two moving off now into the apostolic ministry where previously it was uh, in the realm of prophetic and teaching only. Wow, I'm telling you, God can send you out. God can take you into the next season of your life. God can move you to the next level. God could say, I need you in this country. The time has come. Uh, I've raised you up to go there, or whatever the case might be. But it's he is a speaking God. But we have these encounters with God through prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Stillness, by the way, does birth intimacy with God. And fasting helps you to slow everything down. And as you slow down and wait on the Lord, at times, what can begin to happen is that the spirit realm begins to open up. And I could teach on this for consecutive times over and over, but until you actually do it. Remember the old Nike commercial, just do it. I saw a guy, he had a pickup truck, he had a sticker back when that was real popular, and it said, just did it. <laughs> well, I don't know what you did, but I guess you guess you just did whatever you're supposed to do. But, but with Nike, it was basically just go out and exercise, go out and start movement. And uh, with prayer and fasting, if, if all you do is read about it, but you never begin to move into it, you really won't know the power of... That it generates in your life. And as you begin to step into it, I'll give you an example. Last Sunday, I, I taught the message, many of you watched. And then when we got into the time of communion, we were taking communion, and suddenly I could see angels all in the sanctuary. Now, I was the only one in there recording, and that would have been like day 10 on the fast, uh, maybe day 11, I'd have to go back and count, but you know, it just, it just happened. It just started opening it up. And the sanctuary was probably about 25% filled with angels. Some were sitting here, one there, one behind that one, a couple were over here. I've got a few over there in the back and I could have just walked out and touched right where they were at. Well, how does that happen? Pastor Steven? I don't know. I don't always know how these things happen, but I just know there is a mystery. It's a kingdom mystery involved with prayer and fasting. It's an aspect of the mystery of faith. And uh, God's kingdom, while it's governed by spiritual principles, there are things about them because they have a spiritual root that we're never going to fully understand them while we're here on the earth. So what do we do? You you just engage them. You don't have to understand it. Just just do it. (laughs) Just obey and then walk in the blessing and in the reality of that. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go over to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Wow. Glory to God. Verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. This waiting on the Lord is an absolute lost art to the majority in the body of Christ. You know, um, there was a minister. He passed away two years ago, and I didn't really know him personally. Strangely enough, he and I spoke in many of the same conferences same churches, just at different times. We never met. One time he reached out and contacted me and we exchanged like, uh, just like a brief email communication back and forth to, to each other where he contacted me and said, Hey, I really appreciate your ministry, the things you're writing and the things you're saying. And I, and I replied back kind of, you know, the same thing. Hey, I, uh, you've really got some neat things that God is revealing to you. Well, that 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 gentleman passed away two years ago, and I was talking with an apostle of the Lord, uh, a man in Singapore, and he knew both of us. He knew the he knew that minister that had passed away. He knew me. We're we're all real close, and he said, "Um, so the the apostle in Singapore said, uh, he said uh, Stephen. He said uh, he was one of the top one hundred on the earth, wasn't he?" I said, "Yes, he was." And you know the Lord even showed me where he was at. He was not. He was number. He was number ninety-two. You know, right now on this planet, somewhere there is a man or woman that is closer to him than any other person. Oh, now Pastor Stephen, God doesn't really kind of like organize things like that, or uh, you better believe he does. Even with the twelve, you had the twelve, but you had the three who were what closer. Peter, James and John. And out of the 3, you had only one. Not no, not all 12. You only had one that was so close to the Lord, he could lean his head on the Lord's chest and kind of like talk with him about things that the others were like, oh, "I don't feel comfortable going there." <laughs> Woo, praise God. How do you how do you get into places like that? Waiting on the Lord. Uh we're all saved by grace through faith, whether you ever pray one minute or not. But as you wait on the Lord, you'll renew your strength. You'll mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me, um, let me share a little story. I've got a page marked here. I'm talking about God encounters through prayer and fasting. By the way, that top 100 list, it changes some every year. Why? You'll, you'll, You'll have a few, maybe, that graduated on the glory. They lived their life out. They passed on. They're, now there's a vacancy, so everything would slot up one, and uh, that's going to leave some room either at the top or at the bottom, wherever it might be. Praise the Lord. But let me read this to you from my book, uh, Fasting in Prayer, and I want to talk just for a moment about waiting on the Lord. Now, I, I wrote, as you wait on the Lord, an unusual quickening by the Spirit of God begins to take place. Several months ago, I was at my home while my wife and daughter were gone out of town. On the day they were to arrive home, I decided, now I wasn't forced to, God didn't twist my arm behind my back. I just, from a free will, chose to do this. And this is what begins to uh, separate the pack. I decided to spend that entire day with the Lord. Kelly told me the night before that she would not reach home until the next day at 5 o'clock p.m. On that day, I awoke early in the morning and spent several hours in diligent prayer. Once my prayer time was complete, I felt very refreshed. It was then I said, Lord Jesus, I am through praying, and I thank you that you hear and answer my prayers. Now I have the whole day free, and I want to spend it waiting on you. If you would like to speak to me, then I'm listening with anticipation. I'm here to wait on you with expectancy. All that day I spent with the Lord shut up in the room. I started waiting at 9 o'clock a.m. and didn't go anywhere. At times, I would sing songs to the Lord. The day began to pass on to 11 o'clock a.m., then to 1 o'clock p.m. At other times, I would pray quietly in other tongues. The clock progressed past 3 p.m. Often I would read select verses from my Bible and meditate on them. Eventually, the clock drew near to the 5 o'clock hour. I had now been waiting on the Lord for almost eight hours, and although I had been greatly refreshed from all the spiritually edifying activities, the Lord had still not spoken a single word to me. As I looked out the window, I saw my wife's white car, uh, and that was a Toyota FJ, ascending up the mountain toward our home. She soon arrived at the top of our long driveway and was getting ready to make the sharp turn to come down the driveway toward the house. Because I've driven it so many times, I know that it takes exactly two minutes to reach the house once you make that turn. With only two minutes left of alone time with the Lord before the family arrived, it was then that God decided to talk to me. Suddenly, revelation knowledge began to flood into my spirit like a mighty river. He shared things with me so fast, but yet in a way that it all sank in firmly. It felt like standing beneath a fast-flowing waterfall with my mouth open. With only 15 seconds to spare, I asked the Lord, Why did you wait for so long before speaking to me? I've been here all day. He replied, Because I enjoyed your company today, and I wanted you to stay with me as long as possible. I'll never forget it. As long as I'm on this planet, I'll never forget the Lord telling me that. So he could have talked earlier but he was concerned that if he would have spoken earlier, I would have left. So he kept me there in, in like his presence, but he had not yet talked. He kept me there all day long, and he didn't talk until the very end. Woo! Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! Hallelujah! Slow down, my brother. My sister, get still before the Lord and revive in your life the lost art of waiting on the Lord, and you can't wait without actually waiting. Yes, it it does mean to wait with an expectation, but at the same time, it does mean to wait. Woo! And that's how you get into that stillness. Oh, praise God! You're about to have your own testimony. You're about to have a genuine, valid moment where you know—not where you fabricated something out of your soul. No, you know, I hung out and God spoke to me. Mm -mm. And all of this gets heightened during times of prayer and fasting. Mm -mm. Praise God. Praise God forever. Now, I want to take you over to Psalm chapter 16. Oh, not, well, actually Psalm 16 and verse 11. And here David said, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness, not a little bit, not half, is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In the Lord's presence, there is fullness of joy. And as you wait on the Lord, you begin to get closer and closer to the presence, and then you begin to get into what can become even the manifested presence of God. And out of that, there's no telling what could happen. An angel could show up. You know, Jesus might grant you a visitation. You might get caught up to heaven. There's no telling what could happen. But you'll never know if you do not engage in coming into God's presence. Mm -mm. Glory. You know, there's room for you at at the top in the realm of success. There's room for you at the top in the realm of God empowering you to prosper, giving you the power to get wealth, all of those fun things. But I will say this, when you're in the Lord's presence, uh, there is no substitution for that. And if you don't go into the Lord's presence, blessings can be very, um, there's a dual side of blessings where you can get very enamored with your blessings. And before you know it, you're playing with your toys more than you are with God. You're, you're spending more time with the blessing than you are with the blesser. Mm -mm. Praise God. Praise God. So you want to come into the Lord's presence, wait on the Lord, draw near to him. This also can bring a lot of healing because when you open your heart to God, by the way, what's the number one thing that you should always do when you begin a fast? Pastor Stephen, uh, lock the refrigerator. No, no, because if you, you know, you could always just go get a bolt cutter. So that's not the solution. The number one thing to do always when you start a fast is repent. Anything that's maybe been a habit, that's not good. Anything that's kind of like we've hidden under the covers, we swept underneath the rug. Okay. Let's repent. Let's get right with God. And what happens is when you're in the Lord's presence, you reach for him. What happens is if you go throughout your day, you go throughout your week, your month, and then it becomes a lifetime way of operating where you are you don't know his presence. What will take place is that out of times of maybe chaos or internal turmoil, what will happen is that you will reach for something to numb that or you will reach for something just to escape the uh, all of the stuff going on on the inside of you, and you'll you reach and you usually you're going to reach for what's near. And for many people, when you when they don't reach for God, they could reach for maybe food. Then they get into a food addiction, or maybe they reach for pornography, or maybe they reach for uh, drugs. And they said, well, I'll only do it a little bit. I just need some relief uh, to cope or whatever the case might be. Did you know that many of the actors that are multimillionaires that are very famous, many of them, they have to take drugs every single day to cope with the anxiety, with the stress, with the pressure to perform. Even some celebrity athletes, they have to take drugs because they're under, and they're even performance de-enhancing drugs but they're under pressure and they don't know what to do. And that's what happens with a person's life. You begin to reach for something. Now, what happens when you don't reach for God and you don't get close to him? The thing that you actually grab, not only is not good, now you've actually made it worse. So you still have all your problems. They didn't go away. You still have all of that stuff turning on the inside. It's all still there. But now you've made it worse because now you've grabbed something and that could become a stronghold. In your physical life, because maybe it's addictive, or maybe even within your mind, because that can form strongholds as well. When you fast and pray, the anointing of God's Spirit comes in and begins just to melt that off of you. Pastor Stephen, I feel like I need a heavy deliverance session. This is your deliverance session, this is your counseling session. Receive. <laughs> praise God, and engage God with prayer and fasting. It's amazing I mean, things just, they just go away, they fall off. The devil just leaves, packs his suitcase, things just drop off, praise God. And you learn, you learn to cope by reaching for the Lord. So your coping mechanism in life becomes the secret place, not the secret bottle. It becomes the secret place of God's holy chamber, not the secret magazines you hit up in the loft. We had a pastor one time when I was a teenager. We had a pastor that was the new pastor, and he was really good with youth, and he was very uh, 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 zealous, but he seemed like there was something on him that was like, like uh, even looking back, when I wasn't spirit-filled, even looking back, I could still, like, there's something dirty. There's something dirty about him. I couldn't put my finger on it. He was a bodybuilder, by the way, real big muscles and stuff like that and uh, he was married. Uh, uh, I can't remember right now. I don't think he had kids, but he was married. But he was only there for maybe like uh, nine months, maybe 10 months, and then he left. He moved away for some reason. Then they got another pastor. Well, when he moved away, before the other pastor moved into the parsonage, the the elders and the deacons went there to kind of clean the house up and get it ready for the new pastor coming in. Well, while they were cleaning the house, one of the one of the elders happened to pop the uh, attic access lid off and just take a peek up in the attic, make sure everything's okay. And when he popped the uh, access lid off and stuck his head, you know, got on the ladder, step stool, and looked up in the attic, there at the entrance of the attic, right where you remove the lid, there was a stack, like three stacks, like two feet high, of pornographic magazines with the church address. They were being mailed to the, to the parsonage with the pastor's name and the church address stamped on the send to. How about that? A church being on the, uh, uh so they thought, oh my good. And they never knew. Nobody ever knew. So what, why do people get into things like that? They have the wrong coping mechanism. You know, I'm talking about prayer and fasting, but there's a lot of deliverance. There's a lot of healing. There's empowerment. There's God talking. There's all of this going on. But I'm telling you, when you get into the Lord's presence, you don't need the things that the world needs to cope with. I don't need a martini or scotch on the rocks before I go to bed at night. I don't need a tonic, (laughs) you know, with a little something mixed in there. I I just need God, Hallelujah, uh, Pastor Stephen. You you need money. Well, yes, we we can't survive in this world without money. But it's not like oh oh, oh you you're gonna become like no. You'll wake up the next morning and it's uh, you're still yourself and life is still life. And that's why prayer and fasting give you God encounters and you realize who really is. You're all in all, and you can come clean, and you can get on the rock bottom of your spirit, and get healed up, and get strengthened up, and get built up. Praise God! Which again is why the number one thing that you should do at the beginning of a fast. I, although I know you have prayer requests, I know, and I know you want to see God move, but always begin in that area just personally. Hey God, I want my life right with you. I want to be able to say like Paul the apostle did: I have a clean conscience between God and I and between, uh, you know, mankind, praise God, Mm-mm. glory, glory. Some of that was a little on the side, but I felt like it's really, um, it's helping some that are listening that, that the, that they, you know, I get the emails. I get, I get emails every week. Pastor Stephen, I'm struggling with this. Pastor Stephen, I have a real, we- I, I, need, I have a bondage over here. Please pray for me. And these are people that love God that, that are filled with the spirit, But uh, you know what? God is doing a work right now, and that's why you also want to fast and pray so that the promises of God, you take them, and you possess your inheritance. One more, one more scripture. Psalm 91, verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So there is a secret place And in that secret place, when you hang out there, when you access it, begin to move into it, wait on the Lord, hang out with God. Some of you are really getting your fire back right now. The fire of God's really coming back up on you. Then what happens also is in that place, God will talk. Mm -mm. Look, God knows all of your struggles. Hallelujah. He's not there to hit you with the rod or, uh, no, he's there to say, come on, I can walk you out of this. I'll pull you up out of this. Come on, let's go do some things together. I've I've got great assignments for you. So verse 14, uh, God will say things like this, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. So God will begin to talk personally to you in your secret place with him. Praise God, which is why also you want to pray. And while we are pushing the plate back and we are on a liquid fast, you also want to pray. Praise the Lord, and God will talk. Amen. He'll show you some amazing things. And often as he does, in his own way, you can't force him. But often as he does, there can be encounters, supernatural encounters. Glory, glory, glory to God. Glory, glory to God. And it's going to happen for many of you. Just lift your hands right now. Father, I pray for those that have been charged by your Spirit It's like uh, uh, they've been infused with uh, a fresh passion to go after you. And I thank you, Father, that as they seek you, you're going to reveal yourself to them in a greater glory. Yes, you'll, you'll answer prayers. Yes, you'll do miracles. But you're going to reveal yourself to them in a greater glory. Now, Father, we thank you for this. Let them get ready for it. Woo, hallelujah. Let the fire be burning bright. We thank you for visitation and we thank you for encounters with you through these times of prayer and fasting. Bless your people. We thank you for your grace to seek your face. We thank you for hungry hearts. We thank you, Father God, for high callings, high destinies, and the grace to see it done. We give you all of the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Woo. Praise God. Amen. Glory. Glory. There's a real anointing right here for freedom, a real anointing for cleansing, a real anointing for deliverance. If you have a demon problem, uh, that would be because there's an open door somewhere. So repent. You know what it is. I I don't need to know. Uh, You know what it is, though. God knows already. But just tell the Lord, hey, Lord, I'm closing the door on this right now. So shut the door. And then join us, if you haven't already, join us with some prayer and fasting and watch God just help you make up for lost time and also solidify you and strengthen you so that your life becomes like a fortress Mm -mm, and the enemy can't get in. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You're getting your joy back. You're getting your smile back. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Now, if you're watching me today and you don't know Jesus, but you would really like to make your peace with God, I know you do. I want you to pray with me. And if you're watching and you used to be a believer, but you fell away, you got tangled up in some things that, of course, were very, uh, very detrimental to your life. Come on back right now to the Lord. He's waiting to restore you. Let's pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my entire life to you. I repent of all of my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash my sins away. And write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me thank you that you paid the penalty for all of my sins. Now strengthen me to serve you. Lead me and guide me from this day forward. In your name, I pray. Amen. And amen. And he has heard that prayer. And he said, yes, praise God. Amen. Amen. Keep watching. Keep listening. These messages will build your faith to serve God. Amen. All the days of your life. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let us take Holy Communion together. I want to encourage you to grab some unleavened bread. I guess this is like the only thing we're eating, right, for 21 days. Eat it real slow, right? (laughs) Praise God. It's certainly not a French baguette, but um, it is the nourishing body of Jesus. Let's grab some grape juice. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. As we bless it and set it apart as being holy, we thank you that this is now the body and the blood of Jesus. Now, Father, we thank you that we anticipate divine intervention. We anticipate you answering our prayers. But even more so, way more so, we anticipate getting closer to you and hearing you talk to us. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. Father, I pray for everybody right now that is not satisfied with religiosity. I pray that those that are hungry and say, that are saying this, the, the, the religious system is not feeding me. I pray, Father God, that they move into the mystic path, into the path of faith, into the walk like Enoch and Elijah had, into the walk like St. Paul had, and to the walk like many throughout church history have had, where they say, I want to go deeper. Let them discover that path, the trailhead of that path today, and begin their journey. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's receive the Lord's flesh. What will you discover on this path? That first of all, that this is a supernatural meal, and you need to take it often and regularly. Mm -mm. father thank you for the blood of jesus as we receive his blood we receive his life giving nourishment into our spirit soul and body we thank you for unveiling signs and wonders to us and showing us your glory in jesus name we pray and we say amen let's drink together Praise the Lord. One day it'll all be over and we'll be home with the Lord. Make your life count. You don't get a do over. You don't get a second take. There is no such thing as reincarnation and it's a lie. You only get one shot. Now there's heaven or hell, but I'm talking to those who are believers and you know, you're going to heaven, but you need to walk with the Lord so that you come into the maturity, into the image of Christ formed in you. Don't wait till you get to heaven and you sit in all those little elementary classes because you refused to work with the Holy Spirit on the earth. Now you got to sit in all those boring classes when you get to heaven. Not that they'll be boring, but it's just like, ah, ah. Why do people not cooperate with the Holy Spirit? Because of this. Yes, Pastor Stephen, because of shoulders and arms. No, no, because of your flesh. And as long as you and I are in this body on the earth, oh, we have to deal with the Adamic Nature, the flesh nature. Jesus has dealt with the sin nature, okay, in the in the sense that our old man has been crucified, put to death. But we, as mortals living in these mortal bodies, yet yet with a recreated spirit, we yearn, we we yearn for the day that our mortality can put on immortality. Hallelujah. So make your life count now and live for God now. And you'll find out that it has it has value, not only of course in the world to come, but here on the earth right now, it has the highest form of value. Father bless your people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. I want to give you an opportunity now to sow into this ministry so that we can continue to preach the gospel around the world. We're about to be recording our new pure gold television programs. The money came in for the programs, but I'm also believing God for expansion with key networks, not just a bunch of networks. No, no, no. Very targeted networks that God is highlighting. And so I would need your help, of course, to do that. But I do want to encourage you to support the ministry. The giving links are up on the screen. You can mail in offerings. You can go online and sow seed. And we are broadcasting every week out of Jerusalem, excuse me, uh, Bethlehem. And it does reach to Jerusalem. uh, But we're broadcasting out of Bethlehem uh, all over uh, Israel and the Middle East through uh, the network that we are on there, as well as in 200 other nations of the world, we are on television in praise God can't do it without you. Thank you for being a partner. Thank you for your tithe, your offerings to support this work. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The three, the three pillars of Christianity are prayer, fasting and giving. Mm -mm. if you are strong in those three, I tell you what, oh, I tell you what, you are a person of distinction in the kingdom. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your support and God's grace to you as you continue on this 21 day liquid fast. I'll see you back again real soon. Bye-bye.